Welcome to Wayne Zion Lutheran Church in Rome, Monticello. This is Sunday, October the 8th, 2023. This service was recorded on October the 1st, the 18th Sunday after Pentecost. The sermon is by Pastor Wade Reddy. The accompanist is Pete Temple. The lector is Ivan Eaton. Thank you to Roland and Lynn Banerob for sponsoring this week's broadcast in honor of their wedding anniversary. Thank you for joining us today. Good morning. Good morning. This 18th Sunday after Pentecost, the longest season of the year, and it will go on for a while yet. Let us start with confession and forgiveness. We'll find this in the front of your bulletin as we share our words of confession together. Gracious God, we confess that we have sinned in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. Forgive us and give us strength to turn from sin and to serve you in the newness of life. Amen. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for you. And for his sake, God forgives you of all your sins. To those who believe in Jesus Christ, he gives the power to become children of God and bestows upon them the gift of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Let us pray together the prayer that we find printed in our bulletin for this Sunday, the 18th Sunday after Pentecost. God of love, giver of life, you know our frailties and our failings. Give us your grace to overcome them. Keep us from those things that harm us and guide us in the way of salvation through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Let us receive God's holy word for God's holy people. Good morning. Good morning. And welcome to Wayne Zion. The first reading is from Ezekiel 18, 1 to 4, and 25 to 32, with the following preface. Ezekiel, Ezekiel challenges those who think they are they cannot change because of what their parents were and did, or who think they cannot reverse their own previous behavior. God insistently invites people to turn and live. The reading. The word of the Lord came to me. What do you mean by repeating this proverb concerning the land of Israel? The parents have eaten sour grapes, and the children's teeth are set on edge. As I live, says the Lord God, this proverb shall no more be used by you in Israel. Know that all lives are mine. The life of the parent as well as the life of the child is mine. It is only with a person who sins that shall die. Yet you say, the way of the Lord is unfair. Hear now, O house of Israel, is my way unfair. When the righteous turn away from their righteousness and commit iniquity, they shall die for it. And for the iniquity that they have committed, they shall die. 
Again, when the wicked turn away from the wickedness and they have committed and know and do what is lawful and right, they shall save their life. Because they considered and turned away from the transgressions that they had committed, they shall surely live, they shall not die. Yet the Lord of Israel says, The way of the Lord is unfair. O house of Israel, are my ways unfair? Is it not your ways that are unfair? Therefore I will judge you, O house of Israel, all of you, according to your ways, says the Lord. Repent and turn away from all your transgressions, otherwise iniquity will turn you to ruin. Cast away from you all the transgressions that you have committed against me, and get yourselves a new heart and a new spirit. Why will you die, O house of Israel? For if I have no pleasure in the death of anyone, says the Lord God, turn then and live. Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The second reading is from Philippians 2, 1 through 13, with the following preface. As part of a call for harmony rather than self-speaking, self-seeking, Paul uses very early Christian hymn that exists, the selflessness of the Christ in his obedient death on the cross. Christ's selfless perspective is to be essential perspective we share as a foundation for Christian accord. The reading. If then there is any encouragement in Christ, any consolation from love, any sharing from spirit, any compassion and sympathy, make my joy complete. Be of the same mind, having the same love, being full of being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility regard others as better than yourselves. Let each of you look not for, to your own interests, but to the interests of others. Let the same mind in you be in you that it was in Jesus Christ, who thought he was in the form of God. He did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, but he emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, being born in human likeness, and being found in human form. He humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore God also highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name, so that the name of Jesus, every knee would bend in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Therefore, my beloved, just as you have always obeyed me, not only in my presence, but much more now that in my absence. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who is at work in you 
enabling you both to will and to work for His good pleasure. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 21st chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. You may be seated for the reading of the Gospel. When Jesus entered the temple, the chief priests and the elders of the people came to him as he was teaching and said, By what authority are you doing these things? And who gave you this authority? Jesus said to them, I will also ask you one question. If you tell me the answer, then I will also tell you by what authority I do these things. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Now you'll say, wait a second, Pastor hasn't read the whole Gospel lesson. Hang with me. We're going to read more from chapter 21. The other thing is this past week I was in Ames, Iowa for the annual fall theological conference for all the pastors of the Southeastern Iowa Senate. And we heard a wonderful, a wonderful theological discussion on the Tree of Life. But one of the other things that we had was a wonderful, wonderful message that was delivered by Bishop Amy Curran. And it spoke so much to me, I thought, I need to share this with my brothers and sisters in Christ at Wayne Zion. I don't always do this. Pastor does not always go out there and find a sermon and then deliver it, one that I have not written, but I'm going to do that today. But before I get there, I want us to remember what I just shared in the gospel lesson, and it was this. The religious leaders of the temple were asking Jesus, who gave you the authority to do this? And by what authority do you do it? So if you want to follow along, you can. You can open your pew Bible to 1534, or you can just sit back and listen. But I'm at page 1534 and 1535. I'm starting at the 21st chapter of Matthew. As they approach Jerusalem, this would be Jesus and his disciples, and came to Bethage, on the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two of his disciples, saying to them, Go into the village ahead of you, and once you, once you will, at once you will find a donkey tied there with her colt. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, say that the Lord needs them, and that he will send them right away. This took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet, Say to daughter Zion, See, your king comes to you, gentle, riding on a donkey and on a colt, the foal of a donkey. Ezekiel chapter 9, verse 9. The disciples went and did as Jesus had instructed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and placed their cloaks on them for Jesus to sit on. A very large crowd spread their cloaks out on the road, while others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of him and those who followed shouted, Hosanna to the Son of David! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord! Hosanna in the highest heaven! A Hebrew expression 
meaning save. When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred and asking, who is this? Who is this? And the crowd answered, this is Jesus the prophet from Nazarene and Galilee. Where are we at in the biblical story? What's happening? Palm Sunday. We are at the beginning of Holy Week. This is the 18th Sunday after Pentecost. And we're spending time taking a look at what authority and who gave you authority to heal and to teach. Jesus entered the temple courts. You remember this? And drove out all who were buying and selling there. He overturned the tables of the money changers and the benches of those selling doves. For it is written, and he said, My house will be called the house of prayer, but what you're making it is a den of robbers. Isaiah 56, 7. This New Testament is so filled with fingerprints of the Old Testament. The blind and the lame came to him at that temple and he healed them. But when the chief priest and the teachers of the law saw the wonderful things that he did and the children shouting in the temple courts, I love it that we have children here at Wayne's High. And they're shouting, children are shouting, Hosanna to the son of David. They were indignant. They were pissed off. Right? Who are you coming in here disrupting everything? We're following the law. We are offering up sacrifices. We are selling doves and goats and sheep. And we're not doing it in the portico. We're doing it inside the temple. Who are you? And from the children's lips and infants, you, Lord, have been called forth with your praise. Psalm 8, verse 2. And he left them and he went out of the city to Bethany where he spent the night. What a Palm Sunday that was, right? Whew! We read on. Early in the morning, as Jesus was on his way back to the city, he was hungry. Seeing a fig tree by the road, he went up to it, but found nothing on it except leaves. And then he said to it, may you never bear fruit again. And immediately the tree withered. When the disciples saw this, they were amazed. How did the fig tree wither so quickly, they asked. Jesus replied, truly I tell you, if you have faith and do not doubt, not only can you do what was done to this fig tree, but you can also say to the mountains, go throw yourself into the sea and it will be done. If you believe, you will receive whatever it is you ask your father in prayer. Jesus is talking about faith. Jesus is talking about believing that we have a God who is stronger than anything, especially in love. We go on. Jesus entered the temple of courts. 
This is the next day. And while he was teaching, the chief priests and the elders and the people came to him, by what authority do you do these things? They asked him point blank. And, and who gave you this authority? Jesus replied, I will also ask you one question. And if you answer me, I will tell you by what authority I am doing these things. John's baptism. Where did it come from? Was it from, from heaven? Or was it from human hands? They discussed it among themselves. And they said, you know, if we say from heaven, he will ask them, why didn't you believe him? But if we say from human origin, we're afraid of the people, for they all hold John as a prophet. So they answered, Jesus, we do not know. Clever. Then he said, neither will I tell you by what authority I'm doing these things. We're kind of stuck here, aren't we? Then Jesus helps them. He throws them a line. What do you think? There, were, there was a man who had two sons. He went to the first one and said, Son, go. Go and work today in my vineyard. I will not, answered the son. But later he changed his mind and he went. Then the father went to the other son and said the same thing. He answered, yeah, I will, sir. But he did not go. Which of the two did what the father wanted? The first, they answered. Jesus said them, truly I tell you. Whenever Jesus does this in the Gospels, truly I tell you, get ready because he's ready to deliver something good. Pastor lost his spot. Jesus said to them, truly I tell you, the tax collectors and the prostitutes are entering the kingdom of God ahead of you. For John came to you to show you the way. Repent, for the kingdom of God has come near. The way of righteousness, and you did not believe him. But the tax collectors and the prostitutes did. And even after you saw this, you did not repent, nor did you believe him. The gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Some thoughts from our bishop. The real question of the day was, do you, Jesus, believe that you are the Messiah? Truth be told, there had been imposters before. And in fact, if we are honest with ourselves, there are still imposters today. Imposters that try to make us believe that they are the ones, that they are the savior of the world, the ones who ask us to follow and to fall in the line, that there is a new created order. Right? Don't think this level. Think this level. But when truth comes to land on this earth, Jesus the Messiah always, always gives life. Jesus the Messiah always, always offers mercy. Jesus the Messiah always lives embodied in love 
forgiveness. Even death on a cross for us. God gave us Jesus' Son so that the world might be saved through Him. This is about life, not condemnation. It's not about getting things right, but through life, transformed by the love and the mercy of God. Whether this makes us or the elders or the religious leaders comfortable or not, God is always, always at work in this world, transforming the world with love. With love. Through Jesus, through Jesus' ministry, through Jesus' death, through Jesus' resurrection, through the Spirit's power at work and dwelling in each of us today and all of tomorrow, God is at work. God's love. So by what authority did Jesus do these things? If I had my confirmation students here, they would say, by the love of God. Isn't that what we talked about on Wednesday, Luke and Lexi? By what authority? By the love of God. By the love of God set free in the world. Jesus is the love of God alive in this world. This is still true today. It was true yesterday, it was true at the beginning of creation, and it will be true to the promised world to come. And what we know and what we see and what we hear in stories is that the crowd sees Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us, a God of power and might through the gift of God's love. And they believe in Jesus. The prostitutes, the outcasts, the tax collectors of all people. They are used as an example here. They were met by Jesus' love for them. And they were transformed from their brokenness to see themselves as Jesus saw them, what God had created, that the Holy Spirit reminds us every day that we too are broken ones, but that we are made in the image of God and God loves us just the way we are. We too are the ones that do not see ourselves worthy. You are worthy. You are worthy. God sees us as worthy. God gave his only begotten son for us. We are named and claimed and forgiven and beloved and set free. Jesus, the word made fresh, meets us and calls us by name. Beloved children of God, you are mine, says Jesus. And we are set free. Truth be told. I want you to catch this. Truth be told, we like the elders in the temple sometimes just don't make room in our lives for the chaos of love and forgiveness. A new world of peace and mercy. So we, we do our, our darndest to stick with the way we've always been doing things. Sometimes losing sight of the promise. God our creator is faithful in the midst of it. Jesus, our Savior, is consistent in the midst of it. 
And the Holy Spirit, thank God, is persistent and will not leave you alone. Even when we're suspicious, even when we are consumed by ourselves, even when we are terrified, even when we're doubtful, even when we're suffering, the Holy Spirit is persistent, even when we are broken, wide open. I came into the most sacred and beautiful space this last Thursday. I walked into her bedroom. I touched her. I said, Elfrida, it's Pastor Wade. She opens her eyes. She says, hello, Pastor. And then she says, I'm so tired. I say a prayer with her. And I share with her. Elfrida. When Jesus, that great and wonderful love and light of God through the gift of the Holy Spirit planted in each of us, you come in to the presence of that light. You walk toward it. And then with Aaron there, we did the combination of the dying. And we released her. And within 24 hours after that meeting, she died in peace to the glorious presence of all the saints. We too will be on our deathbed one day. And I want you to know that we have a God who loves you into eternity. As your pastor, I can't think of more sacred space to come and walk alongside you when nothing more matters but our faith and our love our love that God lavishes upon us. It is here where God meets us, loved ones, and breathes new life into us, turning us from inside ourselves and back to God and not one another, where we are beloved and we are set free and we are loved by God. Did you catch that in the reading of the gospel this morning? No one is left out. No one is left behind. No one is unworthy. Even the ones who are challenging Jesus have a promised place in the reign of God. There's room for all. Tax collectors, chief priests, elders, prostitutes, you, even me, you, every one of you, are beloved by what authority? By whose authority? Only by God's authority who promises to make all things new. We will leave these bodies behind. And this, beloved ones, is true today, this very minute. You have nothing more to prove. You are worthy. You have nothing more to prove. God has made you. God loves you just the way you are. There's no reason to wait to believe this. Well, I'll get better tomorrow. I'll keep working. No, you're worthy today. God loves you. Yeah, we're broken. But God loves you. There's no reason to wait. There's no reason to wait or imagine that you have to be something else. God has made you and loves you and transforms you and sets you free from your brokenness. He sets you free from anything that prevents you from seeing yourself as worthy and beloved. Don't wait until death or eternal life to experience this gift that God has for you today.
That's God's promise. That's God's gift to each one of us. It is God's authority that we all have been set free and that we are forgiven to live as God wants us loved. Knowing that we are deeply loved by God, this is Jesus' answers to the elders. By what authority? By the love of God. Amen. The peace of Christ be with you always. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. All right, I invite you to stand at this time receive this blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine upon you, be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and grant you his peace. Amen. Go in peace. Serve the Lord. Thanks be to God. Liturgy, copyright 2021, Augsburg Fortress. All rights reserved. Music and lyrics reprinted with permission under one license, number A-729734. All rights reserved.